At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook on this Wednesday evening. Plenty of betting action coming your way for the next hour. Tim Murray, host of the Nightcap, right here also on VCD Sports Betting Network, will be giving us some of his top plays throughout college football, NFL as well. I know him and I, well, I'm assuming we probably have similar thoughts on his team being the Washington football team. So we'll kind of get his preview on his squad there. And then collegiately, we'll just go all over the place. So I know Tim's got a lot of uh, a lot of skin in the game in terms of college football. Furthermore, throughout the program, we're going to be doing another Big Ten college football preview, more of a betting profile like we've been doing these past couple of weeks. And we're going to do it tonight with the Michigan Wolverines. What can Jim Harbaugh and company produce up in Ann Arbor? We'll look at their win total, odds to win the Big Ten East, Big Ten, and National Championships. So looking forward to getting into the thick of it with Michigan. Then we got some dimes tonight once again throughout Major League Baseball. Three games really making up the late slate, and I got to play in each respective spot, so we'll be sure to dish that out later in the show. And then to wrap things up, let's go ahead and dive in with the Arizona Cardinals. Kyle Odegaard, who covered the Cardinals for seven years, still does a good job of keeping in tune with the team. Uh, right now, he's sports and gambling editor for Seven Star Digital, but still really close with the squad. So we'll kind of just go in really deep with this Cardinals team that honestly... 
You know, I think it's going to be a lot more competitive than people are maybe giving them credit. And, you know, maybe people are still giving them credit for being a competitive team potentially this season. And I guess it's going to be tough because you're assuming the NFC West is going to be the toughest division in football. But look, another year with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, I think it's going to be a solid squad. Defense was solid last season. You add a veteran in J.J. Watt. Offensively, you pick up Rondale Moore in the draft. You bring over A.J. Green from the Bengals. Hey, things could happen with this Cardinals team. So we'll see again. Uh, what our buddy Kyle has to say about that. But let's go ahead and get started in the NFL like we were just discussing with some of the bigger news that kind of made the roundabouts today, and that revolves around the Indianapolis Colts. It looked like everything was going in the wrong direction for Indy, but some good news out of camp today being that Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson, who virtually had the same injury, they're expected to be out about 5 to 12 weeks. It looks like they're trending toward recovering from those foot surgeries in time for next month's regular season opener against the Seahawks. Sources told ESPN's Chris Mortensen. So look, good news up in Indy. And honestly, you know, that's that's obviously best case scenario. And he had Eason and Ellinger competing for that number one spot to be the starting quarterback. We'll still see how they do throughout preseason. So look, you're happy if you're a Colts fan, if you're a Colts backer. In terms of the odds still, you have Tennessee as a short shot to win the AFC South, minus 106. Then come the Colts at plus 130, Jacksonville is 7-1, and then the lowly Houston Texans, courtesy of Bat Rivers, are 30-1 to to come out on top of the AFC South. If you think the Colts find their way in the postseason, the yes to make the playoffs, minus 121, the no is even money. Their win total is currently off the board, but again, this Colts team, look, if we can assume that even if they don't come back week one, if you could get them in those first three weeks or so, and look, it's a tough schedule for Indy to start things out, this team is made up of a bunch of studs all over the place. They're fairly deep all over in the trenches with their defense, with their skill position players as well. You look at a guy like Jonathan Taylor last year and his rookie season really came about toward the latter half of the season. And if that offense can really filter through him, they're going to be a tough team to stop. Most people trust Frank Reich, as do I, and I think he's going to be able to make the most of whatever they have by the time it's week one. So don't count out the Colts just yet. I'm sure not that many people did. But again, it could have been worst-case scenario and still can be theoretically with Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson, but it looks like they are trending in the right direction. So if you want to go with the value right now with the Colts at plus 130, may not be too bad of an option. I'm still a little bit hesitant here with Carson Wentz, even before the injury. I still have... My skepticism with this guy and if he can have consistency and get the adjustment period with this new team I think it's certainly a way better environment with a better coach and he will take that step forward but I just don't know if it's going to be immediate and this season overall so I'm kind of been staying away from the AFC South At the same time don't really want to go all over the Titans right now because as good as they are offensively bringing in Julio Jones as well defensively they were abysmal last year right I mean that was a crutch that they really struggled with on a game-to-game -game basis it almost didn't matter because of what they were able to produce offensively but that's something that I wouldn't want to have to sweat out with an overall sound team that the Colts present but overall the AFC South is a fairly weak division so some plus money could be the right route with Indianapolis once again welcome into the show rush hour presented by Bet Rivers I'm Danny Burke your host at Danny Burke 5 is where you can follow me along on Twitter at VEASAN Live for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. As always, we are broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook tonight. Tim Murray, host of the Nightcap, also on VEASAN, will be joining us in about five minutes. We'll get his take with college football plays, Notre Dame, Liberty, the MAC. We'll take a look at some action tonight, preview that conference, and we'll take a look 
at his squad, the Washington football team. Now, in regards to the Washington football team, we had talked about that squad on the show a couple of times, really the past month, because at first it was more of a betting preview between Washington and Dallas, the two top teams presumably in the NFC East. And I kind of went back, I ended up making a play on them, and when you look at their odds, what's presented with Washington, their win total is still at 8, and that's what I played. I played over 8, minus 141 are the odds of Bet Rivers for the Washington football team. Unders plus 116, but again, I played the win total over 8. If you're more inclined to look at their odds to make the playoffs, the yes plus 146, the no minus 180. If you think they finish first in the NFC East, plus 260, second plus 190, third plus 275, and fourth is plus 350. Look, I don't really have any interest kind of just sweating out who's going to be the top team, whether it's Dallas or Washington. So that's why I'm more, you know, inclined to go with that win total of eight. I like that you don't have to mess with the hook, and I get lane minus 141 isn't pretty, isn't sexy, but look, that's what you're going to have to pay if you're not having that hook. And I think this team is good enough to get over that mark and get at least nine wins. And to me, you know, more of the worst-case scenario is that they push with about eight. You're bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick to an offense that has a decent amount of skilled players that can get you in the right spot, certainly, with the receivers and running backside. But, again, even more so with this schedule, defensively they're going to be top of the league is what we're assuming once again. You get favorable games week two versus the Giants, week 11 at Carolina, week 13 against Las Vegas. However, that is on the road, but still this Raiders team defensively is probably not going to be too solid once again. And offensively, they'll be fine, but this Washington defense can kind of counteract that. Uh, week 14, you get Dallas at home. Week 15 at Philly. Week 16 at Dallas. Philly at home week 17 and the Giants on the road. Now, granted, that's pretty much all of their uh, division games there, but really this NFC East is open for the taking and even more so their defense is so much beyond all the other teams in this in this division that that really gives them an advantage in pretty much every single game if we can assume that the offense at least takes the minimal step forward to put them in the position to close out and win these games. Think about what they did last season with their brutal offense, and they're still able to find themselves in the playoffs and compete with the Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now you bring in a quarterback who can actually electrify this offense and make some moves on the field. This Washington team is going to be primed for a solid season, so I like their win total over eight. Again, you're laying minus 141, but you're not messing with the hook, so that's why I think it's a viable option to go in that route with Washington. But let's go ahead and get some more thoughts from a Washington football team fan and himself, Tim Murray, at one Tim Murray on Twitter, host of the Nightcap right here on Beeson Monday through Friday. All right, Tim, I kind of laid it out, previewing the Washington football team. I believe we kind of talked about them maybe a month or so ago when we had you on last, but what are your overall thoughts with this Washington squad? Do you have high hopes for them heading into the NFC East this season? Their win totals at 8 to finish first in the division at Bet Rivers is plus 260. How are you thinking your boys shape out this year? Uh, honestly, I'm not that high on them. I, I've taken, uh, I've played under eight and a half wins on Washington. Um, and, you know, I, I understand where the optimism is. Um, but if you look at really in depth and, and take a just sneak peek behind the curtain of how last year unfolded, Danny, right? This is a seven and nine football team. Uh, they did play well against Tampa. Uh, but that vaunted defense that everyone is so high on got absolutely shredded. Uh, Tampa Bay had no issues whatsoever 
against that defense last year. Tom Brady got the ball out of his hand incredibly quickly. They had over 500 yards. But let's go back to the seven regular season wins and the quarterbacks that they faced in those wins. Carson Wentz, Andy Dalton, Joe Burrow. Then he tore his ACL in that game against Cincinnati. Ben DiNucci, Big Ben, who had a down year last year. Nick Mullins and Jalen Hurts, who ultimately got benched for Nate Sudfield in that finale. So it was uh, a very fortunate road that Washington had. And now we're expecting them to take a leap from seven to nine wins. Now you do get the extra game in there. But listen to these quarterbacks that they're scheduled to face right now. Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott twice. Oh, by the way, they lost both times they faced Daniel Jones last year. They face him two times again. So uh, I do think this organization ultimately uh, is taking steps in the right direction, Danny. I I absolutely do. And as a Washingtonian uh, and someone who's followed this team for, for my entire life, I love the direction of this organization. They're doing it correctly. Um, But I'm just not over the moon uh, about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is he better than any quarterback they had last year? Yes. Is he a top 20 quarterback in the league? I don't think so. Uh, they've got talent. Um, you know, Terry McLaurin's very, very good. Uh, Antonio Gibson, I'm excited about. The offensive line should be pretty solid. Um, but I, I just look at the fact that they're only a favorite in three or four games right now. Eight and a half wins in most spots seems a uh, very, very... Um, uh, a little too high, and uh, that's why if you can get plus money uh, like I did earlier this week, I would take the under on eight and a half wins for Washington. Yeah, I mean, you certainly have legit concerns, and them struggling against Daniel Jones and the Giants last year doesn't bode well confidence-wise heading into this season. Uh, for me, the playing the over eight was more of a fact that I didn't have to deal with that hook in that worst-case scenario. Not worse, obviously, worst-case scenario is they don't win a game, but my thought process is a, a failure season for Washington would be getting about seven wins, right? And to me, I think you know a relatively solid season, they can at least get eight no matter what, and I think they're going to really just dominate this NFC East. So you probably split with the Cowboys, and I wouldn't be surprised if they could win you know, both of their matchups with the Eagles and the Giants. Now, realistically, they probably could end up splitting with the Giants too, but a lot of people are lower on the Eagles. And you're right, though. Offensively, they're probably going to take a step forward. They have some guys that we're excited about to watch, Terry McLaurin, Gibson, as you alluded to. So, look. Hey, Washington has some bright days ahead, we're assuming, as you mentioned, too. I think it could possibly be this season, but I completely understand your thought process and sentiment that it could be maybe not just yet. So the NFCs could be kind of a crapshoot, as we typically expect it to be. Should be fun for this upcoming year, Tim. But let's go ahead and take it to college football with another team I know you follow very closely, and that's the Notre Dame Fighting Irish this season. You know, Tim, I, I really haven't gotten too deep into the Fighting Irish for this upcoming year. They're kind of in a in a no-man's land, it seems, right? I mean, you lose a lot of valuable pieces to the draft this season. Their win total set at 9, shaded slightly to the under, minus 122. They're 80-1 to one to win the national championship. What can you expect out of this squad down in South Bend? Yeah, this is definitely not a playoff team, um, you know, but the schedule, as I wrote about in, uh, in, in our college football betting preview, uh, it's challenging, but it's not daunting. Uh, right now, Danny, they're only an underdog in one game, and that's a neutral site game against Wisconsin. 
you know, they have a bunch of home games in the month of October, including a showdown with Cincinnati, who will be coming off a bye. Uh, they have UNC, who will also be coming off a bye. Uh, they have USC. So it is a challenging schedule, no doubt about it. Um, you know, at nine, it's an absolute no play for me because I look at this as a as a pretty much nine and three football team. But I did see. And, you know, when we went to print on our on our college football betting guide and we had to make predictions on on every over under uh, that we wrote about uh, it dipped down to eight and a half. And I had to play the over uh, just because I, I feel like this Notre Dame team is in a is in a stable spot with a with a coaching staff. You know, they lost Clark Lee, their defensive coordinator. Uh, they replaced him with Marcus Freeman from Cincinnati, who did a tremendous job, was highly sought after. Uh, and Notre Dame beat out LSU for his services. Uh, Jack Cohn is the question mark, right? Uh, this is a guy that uh, got injured at Wisconsin. They turned to Graham Mertz, and the rest is history. Um, you know, and I, I feel like Jack Cohn, in my opinion, uh, a lot of Wisconsin fans were down on him, but he's a you know big-bodied, big-armed quarterback, and with uh, with experience on his side. So uh, Notre Dame's offensive line, as you mentioned, lost a lot. Uh, news came out they'll be going with Jared Patterson at center, which is big for them. Uh, that's their best offensive lineman. They brought in Kane Madden, a uh, All-American from Marshall, to go on that O-line. Uh, but I think the season really predicates on how they show in that week one game against Florida State. They are a superior team. The odds have uh, shown that. It's now a nine-and-a-half-point spread for week one, Danny. Um, but if they're able to to win that game on the road, uh, obviously, it'll be a jazzed-up environment. It'll be an emotional environment with the passing of Bobby Bowden, um, Mackenzie Milton going to Florida State. I don't know what to expect fully there. Jordan Travis could also see some time at quarterback for Florida State. But I think if the Irish win that game by 10 to 14 points, we could be looking at a 9-3 and three year. And, you know, w- looking at their schedule, I mentioned uh, the challenge, right? From September 25th to the end of October is going to be really, really interesting. You got Wisconsin, neutral site, Cincinnati, who Chris Andrews from the South Point told us last night on the show that he has Cincinnati actually power rated higher than Notre Dame right now. You're at Virginia Tech. Then you have USC and you have North Carolina. So uh, if Notre Dame could go three and two in that stretch, which I certainly don't think is uh, out of the realm of possibility, I absolutely think you're looking at worst nine and three. So playmakers in the backfield, a All-American at tight end. Um, The biggest questions for Notre Dame are their wide receivers. Can they emerge, Danny? And uh, what about the cornerback play? So uh, not a playoff team, definitely not. Uh, But this is a program that has been really, really thriving lately, 38 wins in the last three years. Uh, I do think this is a, a slight step back, but nothing like we saw in uh, in 2016 when they were embarrassingly four and eight. I think this is at worst, probably an eight and four team. Uh, nine and three is what I project them at. And uh, if you had to, if I had to play it on an eight and a half, I would play over nine is a no play for me. All right, Tim, well, let's preview a squad with another win total set at nine. How about the Liberty Flames over nine, minus 125, under is even money. What can we expect from this team? Uh, Prolific offense, and this is an overplay for me, Danny, because uh, when it comes to Notre Dame, you know, you look at their schedule. To me, you had toss-ups, Wisconsin, Cincinnati, USC, North Carolina, a couple tricky road games in there. Uh, For Liberty, I look at, 
One game that will be likely a loss, November 6th at Oxford, but Hugh Freeze going down to his old school. You never know what could happen. Uh, and then they play Louisiana, the Ragin' Cajuns, at home November 20th. There's two other games that are tricky at Syracuse, who they beat last year pretty handily, and I think they will beat them this year, and then at UAB. So we're looking at a, a season win total of nine, Danny. Uh, this is a offense that brings back Everybody from last year, a team that averaged 38 points per game, 482 yards per game. Uh, they've got a super, super long shot Heisman hopeful in Malik Willis, uh, who very well could be a first round pick. Uh, this Liberty team is tremendously talented. And think about last year, Danny. I know everything last year was bizarre, but they went to Syracuse. And they were a favorite, and they won by 17. They beat Virginia Tech on the road as a 16-point dog. And they were right there with NC State. And then in the bowl game, they beat Coastal Carolina. So this is a team that is bringing back everybody. And like I said, Malik Willis, uh, if you get an opportunity, folks, please watch him because he is a dynamic playmaker. In a shortened season, he rushed for almost 1,000 yards and threw for 200 or uh, 2,200. So... Uh, they're going to be a ton of fun to watch. They're going to score a lot of points. And I, I think they're out to, uh, to prove a point. And when you have, you know, Syracuse on the road again on a Friday night, uh, I, I, I fully anticipate them to win that game. UAB will tr be tricky. Uh, but I think this is an overplay for Liberty because I'll tell you what, Danny, if they head into Oxford on November 6th uh, with an undefeated record, you're looking at a winner in your pocket. So I think this has an opportunity. If they get past UAB, in uh, you know early October, I think you're in pretty good shape for them to hit over nine wins. Okay, so high expectations out of Liberty, over nine minus 125. Tim, we got about a minute left. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. I know you wanted to talk about the MAC. If you want to squeeze anything in briefly of your thoughts, <laughs> looking at some action this season, uh, what you got for us, my friend? Yeah, I, I'll say uh, the the odd the value's gone on Toledo. I was you I was able to get them at six to one, but people don't care about that now, right? Because those odds are gone. The only play I like uh, right now, I'll try to squeeze it in, is Buffalo under uh, seven and a half wins or five and a half conference wins. If you can get to the South Point in Las Vegas, uh, I think this is a, a team that had dealt with a lot of turmoil. Still some talent, uh, but some tricky spots. Uh, wrote about it in our college football playoff preview, but uh, Buffalo, look at the under there, and uh, maybe a long shot Ohio to win the conference. Frank Solich retired, but I think they're in a pretty uh, healthy spot there uh, with the Bobcats. Yeah, Ohio six to one, Buffalo right ahead of them, five to one odds, courtesy of Bet Rivers to win the MAC. Going to be a fun year once again with some action. Cannot wait. And, Tim, my man, we always appreciate you making some time and giving us some insight on both the NFL and college football. Keep up the great work. And then uh, really quick before we let you out, what you got dialed in for the show tonight, my man? Uh, yeah, we'll keep it rolling. Me and uh, me and Sean King fired up uh, to have Sean on board. And uh, we'll keep our division a day rolling. And we'll talk some AFC North. So uh, what to expect from the Browns, the Ravens, and the Steelers this year. There you have it. The nightcap, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern time, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And you can follow Tim on Twitter at 1TimMurray. Tim, my man, take care and best of luck tonight. All right, Danny, drop those dimes, man. Yes, sir, that is the plan. Great stuff from Tim Murray, per usual, once again, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern time on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Tim Murray and Sean King getting you dialed up throughout the NFL. 
Love talking college football, though, as well with Tim. Like he mentioned, the college football betting guide, if you want even more in-depth knowledge, not only from Tim, but the rest of the VEASAN experts covering college football, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And speaking of which, let's preview a little bit more college football, the Michigan Wolverines betting profile next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. 
daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook, and to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams in major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts, check them all out, betrivers.com. Welcome back to the show. It is Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke. Thank you for joining us as we are broadcasting live, per usual, out of the Bet River Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Getting you ready for some college football. It's coming soon, folks, and we cannot wait. Again, VSIN.com slash subscribe to get a hold of the college football betting guide and the NFL betting guide coming soon. But this segment, we're going to focus in on college football as we were just talking collegiate-wise with Tim Murray last segment, and we'll kind of keep it that way and also keep doing what we have been doing this past week and a half, two weeks, whatever it has been, and previewing specific Big Ten teams with their betting profile. And tonight brings us up to Ann Arbor to preview the Michigan Wolverines in a squad that is sort of an anomaly, at least in my eyes this season. Some turnover personnel-wise, quarterback competition, and what can Jim Harbaugh produce this year? Well, as we look at their odds for Michigan, they are 100-1 to win the national championship, 20-1 to win the Big Ten, 10-1 to come out on top of the Big Ten East, and they got a win total of 7.5. The over is even money, the under minus 125. Now, just breaking down this squad, just first and foremost, the strengths that this team does possess as of this point, really. They led the Big Ten with the fewest tackles for loss allowed per game, and the pass protection was really solid. So the offensive line was pretty stout last season, and we can expect more of the same this year. Four starters are expected to be back. Now, an issue that Michigan kind of had offensively was in the backfield, right? I mean, they really needed to get that ground game going, and you're going to have Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum. They should be back in the mix. It's going to be a tandem of them two in the backfield. And you get three out of the top four wideouts to return. So the skilled players are there. The offensive line stays consistent. Offense should be pretty solid, but who's going to be the starting quarterback? Is it going to be Cade McNamara, who, at least what I've seen, the indications are that he is the likely starter. Uh, he hit 61% of his passes. 425 passing yards and five touchdowns this past season. But then you get Alan Bowman, the transfer from Texas Tech and Lubbock. Three seasons, he had 67% of his throws, over 5,000 passing yards, 33 touchdowns. So look, the competition is there certainly for quarterback, but again, we'll see who can produce more and quickly and really more efficiently, of course. So that's a big question mark, too, which makes it a little bit difficult to want to bet on this Michigan team. But let's kind of get further into their weaknesses defensively. They finished third worst in the Big Ten, allowing 434 total yards and 35 points per game. Not used to seeing that out of Harbaugh's squad. Pass rush was brutal last season. Nine sacks in six games at one point. And defensively, they only collected two interceptions. Bad, bad, bad for Michigan. However... You know, most of the defense is returning. You're getting a new D coordinator in Mike McDonald. He's coming from being the assistant coach, the Baltimore Ravens. So maybe you get an up season for Michigan. Can't get much worse defensively. Now let's get into their schedule. Like we typically do, we break it into winnable, toss-up, and losable games. Starting with the winnable games, you got week one versus Western Michigan. Week three versus Northern Illinois, week four versus Rutgers, week eight, that's post-bye week, you get Northwestern at home, then week 12 on the road against the Terps of Maryland. Toss-up games for Michigan, week two versus Washington, that's a tough non-conference game right away. 
Week six at Nebraska, not being a homer, I think just on the road and because we don't know what Michigan's going to be, that is a toss-up game. Week nine at Michigan State, in-state rivalry, and you're on the road. Week 10 versus Indiana. We just talked about the Hoosiers. will have a solid squad all throughout. Losable games week five in Madison against Wisconsin. Week 11 at Penn State and week 13 to get Ohio State at home, but it's still Ohio State. So overall, looking at this Michigan team, if you think they can win all of their winnable games, the ones that I listed, there's five of them, then it comes down to how many toss-up games you think they can win. And again, I had four toss-up games in the mix, being versus Washington, at Nebraska, at Michigan State, and versus Indiana. If you think they can win at least three out of four of those toss-up games, then, of course, you would bet the over. If you're unsure, stay away. But if anything, for me, if you can have some hope in that they'll find their quarterback and where these odds are placed with seven and a half, I think you lean a little bit toward the over because that's where the better value is in terms of the odds. And, you know, people are probably down on Michigan this year. If they can improve that defense, find their consistent quarterback, the rest of the pieces will fall into place. Not the worst schedule. So if I had to go anywhere, I would go over. Probably a stay away for the most part, but like over seven and a half as opposed to under. All right, let me get you some official plays coming next. We're hitting the diamond. Dandy's Dimes coming your way. NFL preseason has kicked off. It's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the Decent Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts are providing profiles of every single team with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, you get best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. And the guide is only 20 bucks. And discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and College Guide. Reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VS. IN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. It's time to talk some baseball, baby. Let's get into tonight's later slate with a few games we'll dive into with some plays. And let's start out in the West Coast. The Angels taking on the Toronto Blue Jays. Alec Manoa going to be taking the bump for Toronto. Dylan Bundy opposing him for the Angels. These two teams just split a doubleheader yesterday. And with Dylan Bundy, anytime I see that name, it you know brings up an opportunity to fade him potentially. He's a guy who's pitched worse at home than on the road. At home, he's got a 6.75 ERA, 349 weighted on base average. And look, the Blue Jays versus righties are a lot better than lefties. They're hitting 791 OPS. Uh, the bullpen-wise for the Blue Jays, 3.98. We kind of talked about this team yesterday. Los Angeles, they're better against lefties, and they're facing a righty. They hit 730 OPS versus righties, which, of course, isn't too shabby, but still, you give the slight advantage to Manoa, who's 4-1, 2.58 ERA with a 4.13 XBIP. Not ideal, but not terrible that it scares you away. Very solid whip of 1.01. Overall, for Bundy this season, he's 2-8 with 6.14 ERA he's posting. 4.55 XBIP, that's when it gets a little bit scary. 
whip of 1.36. Now, in terms of where the odds have been at, now the Blue Jays opened up about minus 165 or so. They're up to minus 186 now at Bet Rivers. Total at about nine and a half is where we're seeing. Uh, if you want to lay the run and a half with Toronto, it's about minus 114 are the odds you're getting. And that's the play that I went with here. I like the Blue Jays to get a nice dub against Bundy. Again, Manoa hasn't been too bad. The offense thrives being Toronto's against righties. And Bundy at home has not been sound. Plus, the Blue Jays, uh, when you look at them on the run line this season, very successful, 62-50, and 50, hitting at a 55.4% clip, 33-23 and 23 with the run line on the road, 59% at home for the Angels, or 25-32, and 32, 44%, 51-63 overall, hitting about 44%. But aside from that, aside from the trends, the records, the Blue Jays are the better team. They need to get hot, and now this is the time to do so against a weaker pitcher in Dylan Bundy. So I laid the run and a half in minus 114 with the Toronto Blue Jays tonight against the Angels. That's the first play I got tonight. Let's move on to another game revolving a squad that kind of let us down yesterday with a bad beat. We had Alex Wood over five and a half Ks, ended up with five. All right, you know, so be it, it happens. But the Giants had a 5-0 lead in that game, and they proceeded to blow that. And then I'm looking because we had the run line with the Giants, and then you're like, all right, you know, eighth inning, you know, hopefully they can make something happen. Bottom of the eighth, they do. They score two runs, and they're up, what, 7-5? to So, okay, they're covering once again. And immediately, it really didn't take that much time. Bases loaded, no outs, and they blow it. They end up winning the game 8-7, to but, you know, they cost us with the run line. It's inevitable. Bad beats are going to happen, but... You know, it could still be salty about it from time to time. But nevertheless, I'm actually coming back on the Giants tonight. Look, Kevin Gossman has taken the bump, who's been very solid for San Francisco. Opposing him is Merrill Kelly. Uh, Kelly on the road has struggled. He's got a 5.10 ERA. Versus the Giants, he's gone up against them in four games this season. He's gone 24 innings pitched, allowed 19 hits, 9 earned runs, 21 strikeouts. But the Diamondbacks, 1-3 in those starts. Conversely, Gossman versus Arizona has been an absolute machine. 19 innings pitch, 14 hits he's allowed, and just three earned runs, 23 strikeouts, opponent batting average of just 200. Giants have won all three of those games, 7-1, which was his most recent start, 10-3, and then 8 to nothing. Not only do the Giants win, they dominate in pretty impressive fashion when Gossman starts against the D-backs. If you're looking at his strikeouts, he's gotten eight, six, and nine respectively. It was considering his prop, I think it was seven and a half. Is where he's listed at, or six and a half rather. Stayed away from it, but like I mentioned, the Giants—they've been getting steamed up. Minus 245 up to minus 286. Certainly not going to want to lay that much. So I went with the run line with San Francisco. Minus 115 was the best number I saw in terms of this squad tonight. I'm thinking they're going to have a little bit more of a. Uh, you know, hopefully relaxing victory tonight instead of sweating that out or blowing the lead. Because, look, I mean, like we said yesterday, this Giants team, great hitting overall, but specifically at home where they got a 792 OPS. They hit better against righties than they do lefties. 770 OPS. D-backs, 662 OPS versus righties. They're hitting 734 against southpaws. So, again, not great for Arizona. And just 649 OPS on the road compared to 716 at home. The Giants, after a win, they're covering on the run line. 42-29 and 29 is their record. 59% clip. As a home favorite, they're hitting at 56%, 23-18. and 18. It is a home team, like we mentioned yesterday. 
they're doing really well in that category as well. So hopefully the Giants kind of make up for blowing that run line lead yesterday for us. Again, to the run line with the Giants, minus 115. I think that's up to about minus 132 now. So obviously a lot more steep. It's been getting steamed up all day, but we're comfortable laying it. Really like the Giants tonight. And then we also did the Blue Jays on the run line, minus 114. But then I got one final play in the game between the Rangers and the Mariners. Maybe not the most appealing game on paper, but... Look, I'm kind of more intrigued in a total perspective of this spot. Tyler Anderson, the southpaw, going on the mound for the Mariners. Spencer Howard, the righty, taking it for the Rangers. Now, the Rangers just beat the Mariners last night, 5-4. to four. That was in extras. And this line has moved in favor of Seattle, and that's the way I would tend to go to as well. They're up to minus 220. They open minus 185. Uh, the total's at 8. Shaded slightly to the over, minus 110, under minus 108. Nothing too significant. The Mariners are really not hitting that great at home. 652 OPS against righties, 675 OPS. And then you look at the Rangers. I mean, again, southpaws are abysmal. 648 OPS and 639 OPS on the road. So, look, both of these offenses are nothing to write home about. So that's why I'm looking at the total. And in terms of the total, I'm looking more so at the first three innings under two and a half bet. The last 10 outings for Anderson, for Tyler Anderson, the under two and a half runs in the first three innings has hit in eight out of 10 of those spots. And Howard has started a total of eight games this season. He has stayed under the first three innings total of two and a half in seven out of his eight starts. These offenses are bad. These pitchers, not the best, but in terms of this specific bet, pretty solid and consistent in that category. So I played Rangers, Mariners, first three innings under two and a half total runs, minus 117. Alongside that, we're going Giants on the run line, minus 115 versus the D-backs. And then finally, the Toronto Blue Jays also on the run line, odds minus 114 on the road against the Los Angeles Angels. As always, best of luck. We tail with any of our plays. Hopefully we get a nice bounce back performance from yesterday. Coming up next, we're talking Arizona Cardinals football. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. out of all odds with Bet Rivers daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook and to make your experience even more rewarding remember that Bet Rivers offers the most live streams in major sports along with instant payouts and only one time playthrough Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts. Check them all out. BetRivers.com. Alrighty, it is that time here on Rush Hour to preview the Arizona Cardinals out on the West Coast and just the entirety of the NFC West, a division that looks to be very tough and exciting as we're wrapping up another edition of Rush Hour here on Vison. Again, I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bat River Sportsbook. And joining us now, a guy who's very close with the Cardinals, covered him for seven years, Kyle Odegaard. You can follow on Twitter, at Kyle underscore Odegaard. And now you can catch him as a sports and gambling editor for Seven Star Digital. Kyle, we really appreciate you making some time this evening. So, you know, aside from me being a Bears fan, I kind of picked up the Cardinals as my secondary team because I've been a big fan of Kyler Murray and just kind of, you know, all the electricity he brings to the field and the potential, not only him, but the Cardinals present this upcoming season. To me, I mean, you know, when you look at these odds, obviously they're at the bottom of the NFC West. They're minus 121 to finish fourth, six to one to finish first. To make the playoffs, yes, is plus 190. Win total set at eight. The ceiling is high, but this division is tough. So what's kind of your overall outlook as at this point for the Cardinals? Yeah, it's interesting because you look at them and their odds to, you know, make the NFC championship game or make the Super Bowl, and they're not that bad. But you're right. The problem is the division. I mean, the Cardinals could be one of the top seven teams in the NFC and still be fourth in the NFC West. So they definitely have to show that they can play with the 49ers and the Rams and the Seahawks consistently we saw it last year. I mean, they beat the Seahawks at home. They got to 6-3 and three at one point, and everything was going well, and it kind of fell apart down the stretch. 
But I think there is potential with this team. You talked about Kyler Murray. Now they added J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones is coming back from injury. So they have a lot of these star pieces. And my question is, can those guys on defense stay healthy? And can Kyler Murray take this next jump and be a true superstar? Because if he gets there, I think this team has a really high ceiling. Yeah, I'm with you. And you bring up them putting together those veteran pieces in A.J. Green and J.J. Watt. While those names look great on paper, we'll see if they're able to produce on a consistent basis. But you mentioned the defense, and really that was a bright spot for this squad last year. Finished 10th overall in DVOA defense. So there's a lot of high hopes once again in Arizona for this side of the ball. What can we expect out of that side? I mean, again, we mentioned J.J. Watt. How big of a factor is he going to be? What's your expectation for this defense in terms of, I guess, you know, maybe being a top five, top ten defense in the league? Yeah, and it's interesting when you look at the Football Outsiders projections after they did do so well last year, they're expecting some regression. So I think Vance Joseph did an incredible job, the defensive coordinator, with making that defense do really well despite injuries. And now the question is, can they repeat it? I think if, if they're top 10 again, I think that would be a, a great showing for the defense because the big thing is, is with this offense. I mean, if you're a top 10 defense with the Cardinals, everybody knows you got Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury is an offensive coach. They're expected to score points. So I don't think the defense should be expected to do much more than top 10. If they get there and the team isn't playoff bound, then it's squarely on the offense. Now, speaking of the defense, I know you had a solid write-up regarding Zayvon Collins, the rookie linebacker for the Cardinals this upcoming season, and the case to be made potentially for him is a great candidate for Defensive Rookie of the Year at Bet Rivers. His odds are 12-1. to 1. Do you think that could be a viable option for this year? Yeah, I think it's an interesting, uh, an interesting number because Zayvon Collins isn't Micah Parsons. He's not going to be the favorite to win it, but he plays inside linebacker, and I feel like at that position – you really rack up the stats because you're going, get, you're going to get tackles. You're going to get forced fumbles, fumble recoveries. You're always around the ball, probably some interceptions. And it makes sense that Micah Parsons is the favorite. And then I know uh, there's some other linebackers in the mix. But the thing about Zayvon Collins is they've already anointed him the starting middle linebacker. They did so right when they drafted him. Jordan Hicks was their starter last year. They told him he's going to be the backup. So the playing time is there. So I think – if Zayvon Collins plays 17 games, he's on the field for 90% of the defensive snaps, he's going to put up some big numbers. And as long as he has the splash plays and doesn't look really bad in coverage and make many mistakes, I think he could be a factor in that race. And like you said, at 12 to 1 odds, I think it's a decent value. Okay, so take a look at Collins, 12 to 1, linebacker, going to be starting as. Uh, we were alluding to here, and look, defensive rookie of the year, 12-1, to not too shabby at all, coming right out of the gates as the middle linebacker. And obviously this Cardinals defense still has high hopes. Even they could be due for some regression, but still could be a viable play there with some decent value. Now let's kind of flip the script, Kyle, and go offensively here. And I want to talk about the backfield because you tweeted about it earlier today, and you bring on James Conner, Chase Edmonds still in the mix, you know, not only from just a betting perspective, but from kind of a fantasy football perspective. I mean, who's going to be getting the brunt of the workload and, you know, who really is going to be finding the end zone, I suppose, would be the more important question. Yeah, so I think James Conner is going to be your goal line back. I think he might get more touchdowns. So it's an interesting conundrum for fantasy owners because I think Chase Edmonds 
is the better running back. I think he's going to get more touches. I think he'll be on the field probably 65, maybe 70% of the time because of what he can do. But if James Conner vultures all these touchdowns, is he a viable fantasy option? I still like Chase Edmonds, and I think he's going to have some receiving touchdowns and maybe some more of those you know, 10 or 15-yard runs that become touchdowns. But he's not your guy on third and goal from the two. That's James Conner trying to be the bruiser, getting it in. So it's definitely a, a dual-headed approach for the Cardinals. But when you're talking about upside, I think Chase Edmonds has that upside because I think he's going to get maybe about the same number of carries as James Conner. And then he's going to be the guy that's completely featured in the passing game. Watching Chase Edmonds last year, he, he turned into one of the better receiving running backs in the NFL. So especially if you're talking about a PPR league or something, I really like Chase Edmonds because of his receiving ability. Speaking of receiving ability, let's go ahead and preview DeAndre Hopkins. To have the most receiving yards this season at Bet Rivers, he's 8-1 to one, along with a plethora of other top receivers in the league. And just his receiving yards prop is 13.50.5, shaded slightly to the over, minus 125. Under is even money. Last season racked up 1,407 receiving yards. He get an extra game added to the mix. Where do you stand with DeAndre Hopkins and 13.50.5 receiving yards for this season? I like. I still like the over. There's there's a lot of talk about the other wide receivers for the Cardinals and how somebody will probably step up and be that number two because you added A.J. Green, Christian Kirk is still around, Rondale Moore was their second-round pick. But I think there's some issues with all three of those guys, and I think DeAndre Hopkins is still going to be the main weapon, and Kyler Murray is always going to look for him. You know, it's, it's not easy getting that number of yards, and especially if any injuries pop up, that's always an issue. But I think that it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins is still your clear number one, and then you don't really have a number two yet. So I think at least in the first half of the season, they're going to feed him a lot, and I do think he can go over that total. And talking Kyler Murray, we got a few props to dish out. Let me know which one you're kind of most favorable with in terms of what you may bet. His passing yards is 4,100 and a half. Rushing yards, 675 and a half, or total interceptions thrown, 11 and a half. Any of those that pique your interest for Murray this season? I think the rushing yards under um, might be one. I mean, he's obviously a prolific rusher, and he, you know, he, he can get big chunks on the ground. But I think as he gets older, he's always been kind of uh, cognizant of staying healthy and not putting himself in harm's way. It reminds me of Russell Wilson, where he started running less and less as his career went on, and I think Kyler Murray should run for this offense to be successful, but he talked a couple times in the offseason about wanting to pull it back a little bit, relying on his arms, so there might not be as many rushing yards for Kyler Murray this season. Yeah, and it is shaded slightly to the under, minus 118. The immediate thought would be just to go over because of what he did last season. But you're right, if you're paying close attention, as he alluded to, want to rely on that arm, especially with a plethora of receiving options now uh, going to be on the field for Kyler Murray. All right, Kyle, we're up against it. But before we let you go, final thoughts. Win total at 8. The over is minus 134. Under is plus 110. If you got to bet it, which way are you going with Arizona with the win total at 8? Uh at eight, I think I got to go over. I know it's it's the favorite, and you know it's it's not the one that's going to make as much money. But I think they can get there. I think with what Kyler Murray can do, um, I, I would lean toward that way. And 
We'll see what the defense looks like, but they have some good pieces. We talked about J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones, and you've got Isaiah Simmons. You've got Buda Baker. You've got some pretty good players. So I think they're a pretty well-rounded team. We talked about how hard the schedule is. It's not going to be easy, but my choice would be them getting to nine wins, possibly ten this year, and hitting that over. I'm with you there, too. I mean, I know you got to lay the minus 134, but you could always have the push with it at eight. And the ceiling is very high despite the tough division. So I'm with you there on the Cardinals. We'll be fun to watch this team with the newly added pieces. And Kyle, hey, we appreciate you giving us a nice little preview of it. We'll look forward to catching up with you during the season and get some more betting thoughts, my friend. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me. At Kyle underscore Odegaard on Twitter, you can catch his content. He serves as a sports and gambling editor for Seven Star Digital. Covered the Cardinals for about seven years, so he knows what he's talking about. Interesting insight on the team overall. Again, tough division, but very high hopes for this Cardinals squad. All righty, before we wrap it up here for Wednesday edition of Rush Hour, in case you missed it earlier, had several plays on the diamond tonight. Just to kind of recap some of those, we had the Blue Jays on the run line, minus 114 on the road against the Angels. The Giants on the run line, minus 115 versus the D-backs. And then in that matchup between the Rangers and the Mariners, we're going with the first three innings, not first five, first three innings under two and a half runs at minus 117. You're looking at what these pitchers have done. Last 10 outings for Anderson, that under has hit 8 out of 10 times. 8 total starts for Howard this season, and he stayed under that total in 7 out of 8 of those starts. As always, best of luck if you tail. Take care from all of us here at VCINDY Sports Betting Network. Enjoy your night, cash some tickets, and we'll catch up again tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.